You are listening to highlights from an episode of The Creative Process. To listen to the full interview or hear more about The Creative Process projects, please visit www.creativeprocess.info. So that idea of what the drawings tell us about the artist is another thing that's constantly interesting to me. It's kind of like a biography. Yeah, I suppose it is, in a way. I mean, you, you maybe more so than in a finished painting, get a sense of what problems an artist is trying to work out along Mm -hmm. the way. What ideas he has and rejects sometimes Mm -hmm. tell you an awful lot about the choices made in the final work. So yeah, I like that insight into the creative process that you get from studying drawings. Part of it is so much of the study of drawing Mm -hmm is grounded in connoisseurship. Mm -hmm. You never really know who made the drawing. Even if it seems to be related to a painting by Michelangelo, it might be a copy after the painting, or it might Mm -hmm. be a copy of a drawing that Michelangelo made, or something. Mm -hmm. You don't have that certainty. So you are forced, when when one studies old master drawings, you're forced into employing connoisseurial judgments about Mm -hmm. the material. Connoisseurship got a bad name in, mm-hmm. in American universities. You know, it was too mixed up with the market. Connoisseurship seemed to be the sort of thing that determined whether a work of art was worth a hundred thousand or a million dollars. And so mm-hmm. it, it was anathema to people who were trying to define art history as a an mm-hmm. objective, scholarly, quasi-scientific field mm-hmm. because it was so amorphous and so indeterminate and that the evidence is visual and instinctual rather than verbal and documentary. The Morgan is an interesting place because it's different from most museums in the city. Mm-hmm. Partly because of its hybrid nature, it is a research library mm-hmm. as well as a museum. Our shows are not all visual arts, paintings, drawings, photography, etc., but also shows based on books or based on literary manuscripts or musical manuscripts. And so we have a different profile from many other museums. We're a smaller place. We have about 250,000 visitors per year in contrast to 7 or 8 million at the Met. And because almost everything on view changes every three months, we're not an easy destination for the tourists to expect to come and see, oh, I want to see these three famous paintings that mm-hmm. one can always go to the Met or MoMA and see. Mm-hmm. They have to come and see what we have on at any given moment. I think we can get away with being more cerebral. I think mm-hmm. that people like coming to the Morgan for that kind of slower, richer experience than maybe you get being pushed along with the crowds through a blockbuster at the Met or the Louvre or, or mm-hmm. you know, a bigger museum. So Pierpont Morgan was the greatest collector in the world of everything at his time. <laughs> That's wonderful. Of decorative arts, of paintings, of mm-hmm. books, of manuscripts, of drawings. He had the greatest, he, he, he amassed collections. He was a collector of collections as well. Mm-hmm. By, whole groups of things. 
think the way that I came into art history was was out of an interest in the the art as object, not so much as a kind of critical history of of ideas or something like that. I grew up in a strange way around artists and actually people who made artists paint, and so mm-hmm. I was always interested in the physical properties of the work of art. And so I think I gravitated to drawings because it's where, in many ways, you get a sense of the artist still at work. You know, there's an openness to drawing. It, it's, it, there are often sketches that show a thought process that aren't the finished work. Sometimes drawings are the complete and finished work, but a lot of times, more often, and the ones that interest me more, the messy working sketches where you see the artist figuring something out. And you can literally see layers in drawings, and and we're increasingly using some actual technical study where if you look at a a certain kind of drawing with an infrared camera, you can Mm -hmm. see through layers of ink and wash to chalk study underneath. In the same way that you can x-ray a painting or look at a painting with infrared and see the drawing underneath the paint layer, so too that exists in drawings. So you can do much of it with your eyes because it's not thick with media the way a painting is, but there's still even more uh, under the surface we're finding um, with a lot of drawings. So yeah, I mean, all of that, the more information we can gain, I think the better we are able to understand what the final work is about or, or have a greater appreciation for that final work. Art in the 20th century became extraordinarily self-conscious, and you have the question, you know, the the kind of Marcel Duchamp question Mm -hmm. of what is art, that I think remains an avenue pursued by many artists today. Mm -hmm. You have abstraction and and the repercussions of that. If painting Mm -hmm. is freed from representation, then what, painting or sculpture, then what can it and so that, again, breaks the link between any kind of traditional evaluation of art in terms of naturalism or representation or traditional ideas of beauty. And yet there's, of course, uh, increasingly return to, to figurative painting more and more. I feel like the last time I went to a fair, I saw as much representative art as abstract. I feel like a lot of what is being produced say, is deliberately confrontational. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the Caravaggio phenomenon too. I mean, mm-hmm. that's you know, this uh, whole idea of challenging the viewer. People like that. But not, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I, um, I'm not sure I have a, a good answer as to, to why things take the path they do or, or what is fundamentally different about contemporary art from historical art, other than the fact that we don't have hindsight on it yet. We maybe don't recognize what's going on until we can look back at things from a distance.
your average person working to walking into a church in 17th century Italy mm-hmm. saw all of the paintings there and remembered similar paintings in other churches around the city. And mm-hmm. when we, we read some of the criticism of the time, you know, people compare one person's version of a subject to another's. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there, there was a visual memory yes. that maybe was more acute when we couldn't take a photograph and then assume that we had the image and if we yeah. needed to go back to it, we would. I think this is one of the roles that museums in general increasingly serve as, well, first of all, as arts education is caught more and more in schools. But I, I can remember even when I used to, when I, I was a professor for a few years and would tell a story or, or make the point early in the survey courses about how once we learn how to read, where no one ever again tells us how to look at things until suddenly you're in an art history course you know, in university in most cases. I think that the demise of the book is not upon us. I mean, maybe maybe the books will go away in the way that scrolls went away at mm-hmm. some point, but I think we're a long way from knowing what the next real iteration will be. We have shorter attention spans, mm-hmm. although there are beautiful novels that become bestsellers. Beautiful, mm-hmm. well-written, complicated novels that become bestsellers mm-hmm. as well. But yeah, I mean, there. Uh, could you? We do want to argue that the modern age is, is leading us to a kind of dumbing down, a kind of abbreviation of of knowledge or of language, maybe, but. Uh, That's maybe more of a day-to-day phenomenon, and uh, I think I would separate that from literature. I think there are writers today who write as well as anyone's ever written. So just as there there are visual artists who will run the gamut from highly conceptual to very traditional, and with every every everywhere along that spectrum, I think there are just more choices in the modern world. But I don't think that eliminates the old ones. Want to get involved with exhibitions or interviews? Email us at team at creativeprocess.info. Thank you for listening.